Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Saturday night or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily uh, whenever I feel like posting on TikTok, which was also known as Musical.ly in the past, and also on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at Polyglot Azrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country. R-E-N. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. Man, it has been a little bit of a busy past few days. Um, so today's Saturday night. It's about midnight, actually past midnight. It's about 12.26 at night. And um, I just finished up a whole day of various language learning events. So basically from about uh, 12 p.m. to about to about 2.30 or 2 o'clock, I was running an event for French learners. So basically we played some games, we had some activities, we ate some food, had some tea and coffee and such and such and such. And it was a lot of fun, really, really enjoyable stuff. I think people really learned a lot. And this was particularly good because, you know, by by coincidence or however it all worked out, everybody who came to the event happened to have an extremely similar level in French. Basically, everyone is right around kind of that low intermediate kind of stage, maybe even a little bit, even like into like mid intermediate for some people. And it was nice. It's always nice when you've got a bunch of people at the same level, because when you have that, you don't have to adapt the, the you don't have to necessarily adapt the activities per person. Versus, for example, if you have a language learning event where you have advanced speakers, you have some beginners, you have some intermediates, you need to have a variety of different activities going. And even within the same activity, you might potentially have to create some different variations so that people who are less advanced, you know, aren't totally overwhelmed and people who are really advanced aren't, you know, getting stuff that's way too easy for them. So it was nice today, the French event that we had, um, you know, a good balance of the skill levels, which was awesome. From there, I had to teach a little bit. So had the event, taught some Spanish. Then I went to our flagship monthly event, which is called Languages and Beers. It's something I've talked about in the past before on this podcast and on my many social media channels. Um, by the time this is live, I think I'll have my, my pictures posted on Instagram and Facebook and such. So if you don't follow those platforms, um, go ahead and do so. It's at Polyglot Azrin, as I said before. Um, it was actually really nice today. I was extremely worried. I was very worried because... The fact of the matter is that today there were seven or six, four, five, six or seven different cultural events taking place throughout the city. And the thing is that when you have events in Calgary, right, you have to understand that you are competing with the other events in the city. If I have an event today and there are seven other really fun events, especially if they are cultural events that might take, you know, that might actually pull away from who would normally come to my event you know, I was worried, right, that maybe we wouldn't, we wouldn't have a lot of people who showed up. I was especially worried because when I looked at how many people had RSVP'd for the event, it was relatively low. It was about 50-ish people, 40, 50, somewhere in there. Normally, it's about 100 people who RSVP, right? 
And so I was a little bit concerned to go, wow, you know, you know, what if only 20, 15, 30 people show up? Like that's going to be record low numbers, um, especially because lately I have noticed a, an interesting trend with my language learning events where right now my overall attendance numbers are up in the month. They are they are up, but per event you know, the past couple months they've been down. And so I was worried, right? But actually what ended up happening was we had the biggest attendance we've had in a very long time. Like we were packed in there. I don't know how many people there were. There had to have been, God, I'll need to look at the attendance tracker afterwards, but there had to have been 60, 70, something like that. Like it was a lot. It was a big, 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 big number, which was just fantastic. And it's nice because I have been doing some different things to drive attendance at events and it looks like they've been working well. And so one of them is just having a very clear event calendar that is accessible to everyone. It's emailed out. Everyone gets a paper version at every event. I give a good solid introduction as to what the events are to every single person that attends any event. It's um, it, I, I drive everyone to Facebook. I, I've been very I've been much stronger at communicating and the whole communication around events and when 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 things are taking place what is taking place on those days what can they expect who is it for being very clear and being very mindful about how I'm communicating and that I think is in a big shift um, and also just ensuring that I am taking the right approaches to getting new people in the door so running Facebook ads right talking to people inviting people that like telling people to invite their friends, like being very active on it. And so I'm just really happy that that stuff is working. And these events is really such a, I, I essentially view my, my local events the exact same ways I view a lot of my online presence, like my podcast listeners, my YouTube watchers, my Instagram followers. I treat it all kind of the same way. It's attention. And attention is the, I feel like attention is the asset. It's the thing that someone like me needs, I work for myself, I need your attention, right? If I want to be able to, you know, anything I want to happen, any kind of business result I want to create for myself, I need people's attention and I need their trust and I need their friendship. I need, right? And it's, and so I treat it very seriously, right? The same way this podcast and my YouTube and everything, it's just, um, I just want to be giving, 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 building relationships, building relationships, building relationships, building relationships, building relationships, more relationships, deeper relationships, more, 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 deeper, 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 talking with you, helping, etc. Because that, and then let the opportunities, let those generate the opportunities I want. So when someone needs something, they come to me. Someone gets a cool to think of a job opportunity, they come to me with it, right? Because I've just given so much and I've, just branded myself in that way. So really good mood overall today. It's going to be a crazy busy weekend. Um, I have Rakshamandan is tomorrow. So it's a Hindu or Indian or a Gujarati uh, celebration. Um, so Rakshamandan is tomorrow. We have, um, um, we have, uh, what's the other thing? Um, I have more teaching tomorrow. We have some renovations happening in our house. I leave for Montreal for Langfest where I'll be speaking uh, mid next week. So pretty crazy stuff going on, but really happy about it. Anyway, let's jump into our language learning topic, which is feedback. Feedback is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important. What do I mean by feedback? Well, when you are learning a language, and this is something I find a lot of people are lacking, 
what they do is they go and study things. They learn vocabulary. They learn how to pronounce things. They learn, they practice, they study, right? But they don't get a lot of feedback from advanced or native speakers. They don't say, I just learned blah, 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 blah. Try to use it with someone and see how people react or see what they tell you about your language abilities because the feedback is actually one of the most important things. It is the fastest way to realize if you've gotten something right or if you've gotten something wrong. It's kind of like if you are trying to, um, if you're trying to learn a, a specific skill, let's say, you know, how to sing, right? If you're trying to learn how to sing, for example, you could sing to yourself, you could record yourself, you could try and hear your mistakes, you could watch the YouTube videos, you can sing along to songs, you can do your thing, you can practice, you can do vocal exercises, There's all these things you can do. But the reality is that if you have someone who's trained, who has a trained musical ear, who knows what they're talking about, if they hear you and they can give you the feedback to help you improve, that's going to be something that really helps you take to really helps you take it to the next level in a much shorter time span than if you do it by yourself. And as a result, I'm someone who really believes in that whole feedback aspect. And I think that people need to be really spending more time on making sure that they are getting feedback from native speakers or advanced speakers or someone who is qualified to give you that feedback. And by the way, I want to be really specific with this. There's two types of feedback that you want to be trying to get. Number one, you want conscious feedback. What I mean, what I mean by conscious feedback is you ask, you specifically ask a native speaker or advanced speaker, someone you're speaking with or talking to, and you say, hey, I want to get some feedback on how I speak. What, are, what do you think I could be doing to be improving? What do you think are the things that I do really well? And ask them different questions, right? They might say, oh, yeah, yeah, you just need to practice more. Because by the way, they're probably going to give you a very vague answer up front. When you say, hey, what do I need to do to improve? They'll say, oh, yeah, keep, keep practicing. Just keep going. Just keep working at it. And they're going to just give you some light, fluffy answer because they probably don't know how to answer you. Or they just, they just um, maybe they've got some thought, but they think it might hurt your feelings. Or they don't know how deep you want to go. They don't know what you're trying to get at, right? So ask deeper questions. Ask, hey, what do you think I'm doing well? What do you think I've got, I should improve on, right? How's my pronunciation? Are there specific sounds or words you noticed I mess up on, right? How about my grammar? Like, was my grammar okay? Like, when I was telling that story to you, were there any grammatical points that stood out that were incorrect? Like, do I speak well with that, right? How's my overall, how's my intonation? Is my intonation okay? Ask, ask questions about specific elements of the language and see the types of answers you're going to get. That feedback is tremendously, tremendously valuable. The other type of feedback you want, and this is something that is something that a lot of people don't look at, and it's unconscious feedback. This is the types of reactions, body language, um, and comments that people make about how you speak without necessarily realizing the feedback they're giving you. So I'll give you an example. Myself with Mandarin. One thing I've noticed, I've in, I've entered a very fascinating phase with my level. When I first started, when I was more of a more of a beginner, the thing that people would always say is, "Oh wow, wow, you're doing so good! Yeah, wow, you're so good." That's what people would say. That was the type of comment, like, "Oh wow, nice job! It's it's really it's really good that you're able to speak, right?" Or that's really awesome. Wow, I'm impressed. Or your pronunciation's really good. Wow, that's it's so standard, such standard pronunciation. That's so impressive. People can't do that, right? So people commented on, some people gave me very genetic compliments. Oh, very good. 
Some people encouraged me. Yeah, keep going with it. Some people said your pronunciation is excellent. Those are what people would tell. That's what people would tell me. Now I get very different types of comments because I can actually speak a little bit more. We can get into a little bit of a conversation. And now people say, oh yeah, yeah, I can under, they'll say things like, oh yeah, yeah, it's not, not bad. Your pronunciation's really good. So that people are still saying. And they'll say, yeah, you, you I could real, I could understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, I could, I could understand. You get your point across. And they usually say something like that. You can get your point across. And some people go a step further and they'll say, yeah, I understand everything you're trying to say. Sometimes there's some errors in how you're saying things with how you word things and phrase it, put it together. But no, overall, like I'm, I'm understanding and we're able to have the conversation. So that's how the feedback has evolved. Now, what does that tell me, right? I didn't ask for any feedback. They just kind of say it at some point. This tells me something very valuable. This tells me that I've got something wrong in my sentence structure. There's something or my, my sentence structure or my overall delivery with the language, with the overall intonation, the word choices, right? There's something going on there that I need to be paying attention to. And so right now with Mandarin, every time I hear it, I'm listening very closely to how people structure their sentences so that I can copy the same sentence structures. I'm going to imitate and I'm going to watch people's reactions. How do they react, right? Right now, when I talk to Chinese people, they clearly understand what I, what I said to them. But when I watch their facial expressions and their body language and the types of things they react with and the types of words they use with me, it's not the same reaction they have if a native speaker were to have told them the same thing. And this is something I've paid attention to very closely, which then tells me that because I didn't I didn't instigate, I didn't receive the same reaction from the native from this person I was speaking with that I would expect based on other conversations I've seen around similar topics, you know, I've, I'm doing something wrong. I haven't got the right delivery. I don't have the right word choice. I don't have that. And I think most people are not, they're so focused. And this is a, this is a good point to end on. Most people are so focused on themselves. Do they sound good? Are they pronouncing things correctly? Are they using the correct grammar? And they're not focusing on what the other person's body language facial expressions and the words they say are you reading between the lines of what they're telling you they're not focusing on that on the latter they're not focusing on how is the other person how is the speaker or excuse me how is the listener the person you're speaking to how are they reacting to what you are saying that is something that can give you incredible insights on what you still have left to work on what your weaknesses are what your strengths are and that, that's incredibly valuable information that you can do a lot with that language learners, I would say the majority, um, the majority do not pay attention to and they absolutely should be paying attention to it. So let's end the podcast there. It is now 1241 in the morning. I need to get to sleep. Tomorrow's a big, big day for me. So um, let's wrap this up here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your ears. I appreciate your attention. You guys rock and we will talk later. Bye for now, guys. See ya.